Welcome to this Good Practice in Teaching podcast. I'm Professor Becky Bennett, and in this podcast, I'm talking to Professor David Spendlove, who's going to explain what the University Size and Shape Project means for the Faculty of Humanities. So welcome, David. We've got you here today to find out a bit more about the Size and Shape Project that's going on in humanities. I wondered if you'd just give us a basic overview of what Size and Shape is, what it means, and and just explain a little bit more for us. Okay, so um, the Size and Shape is a university initiative. It's not just a faculty initiative, although many people will think it's it's entirely a faculty initiative. And it's about increasing the size of the, fa- of the Faculty of Humanities. Um, as part of this, the Faculty of Humanities will grow, um, which effectively will increase the income coming into, into the faculty, but also to the university. Now, this is needed to effectively balance the entire ecosystem of the, the university, the financial ecosystem. Um, as we know, all universities uh, have financial challenges, uh, and particularly over the coming years. So one of the, the, the features of this was that the size and shape task force was established to identify a way forward. And as a consequence, the, the strategy is to grow the portfolio for the Faculty of Humanities. So what we will see over the next few years is a growth in our portfolio of provision, um, particularly in certain areas, because that's the, 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 the challenge of this. It's trying to manage both the size and the shape of the faculty. That's great. So it's, it's, it's mainly around looking at how we can create new courses to generate new income and I guess to also reach students that we're not reaching at the moment. Yeah, so, so primarily it is about increasing the size of the faculty. So at the moment, the Faculty of Humanities is approximately 44% of the student body. And this is smaller than the Russell Group average. So we will see the faculty grow to be bigger than half of the, the, of the university over, over the coming years. Um, as part of that, the, the, then is the how do we do it and the development of the infrastructure to, um, to, to change the, 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 the size and shape. So there are three elements to that. I mean, there are multiple elements, but there are three main elements that, that probably colleagues will be familiar with or, or come across. One of them is shaping the portfolio. Um, two is just building better products and we're using the term products deliberately because actually as part of this we, we've used that uh, approach of developing products and marketing uh, again I appreciate that many, many people might not like the, the term but it's product development that we're looking at and then the third element is looking at the portfolio that exists and how we kind of continually monitor it, review it, and refresh it. Now, the other side of that is taking a a much more strategic approach to the portfolio. Um, Many of these things have existed previously, but what we are very much doing is developing this in a a much more strategic way and and a much more systematic way, largely because a, a, a faculty the size that we are, which is bigger than most universities, should have quite a strategic and a systematic approach to developing our portfolio. Um, it protects all of us if the portfolio is, is healthy and is able to constantly renew itself. So the, 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 the aspects that we are developing is one, 
um, improved marketing. And that is throughout the stage of the development of um, new programs, but also in identifying new markets and where we should be uh, working. The second is committing to timelines, because often those people who have often been involved in, in program development, we've never really been precise about when a new program would start and how it would develop. So we're committing to timelines and we're framing this around what we've called a shepherding process, um, simply because we're identifying a number of milestones. So when a new program is identified, we identify 19 milestones, I think it is at the moment, and we then have a timeline for those programs. And then we monitor that against those timelines over the, the, the duration, simply because, um, you know, there is a high cost, financial cost and organizational cost if we are not meeting those, those deadlines. But the other side of all of this is the quality side. So what we're trying to do is build in a much higher quality process from the outset as well. So we're also using a learning design process throughout the development of the new programs. So together, the marketing, the, the shepherding and the, the learning design come together in a kind of symbiotic relationship to ultimately develop high quality programs that are going to be future proof, that are going to be very attractive to home students and international students that draw upon our research, that fit into areas that we are wanting to grow and are part of a managed process. There are other elements to it as well. So there's a commitment to the resourcing of these new programs. And from the outset, so once a new program is identified, we are already working on the resource requirements for that program in two years time. So lots of things are coming together to try to build uh, a high quality system that makes this a much more, um, I was gonna say attractive, but I, I doubt it will be attractive, but a much more um, managed process for colleagues to go through because often colleagues find developing new products quite challenging, quite difficult. And what we're trying to do is make that a much more um, kind of managed process where we, we are working with people to support them. Uh, and so it's supportive in nature from the outset to guide them through these steps because it is quite bewildering when you're developing a new program. So from the very first stage, which we, we have as a, as a pre-stakeholder process. So once a program has been identified, from the pre-stakeholder process to the stakeholder, to MPP1, MPP2, working with learning design, working with marketing, and going through the shepherding process, we would hope, and our early feedback is, that people find this a much more uh, enjoyable uh, process. Thanks. I know it can be a really onerous thing putting forward a new program and and that kind of support that, that you know, it becomes a kind of a team process rather than just on one individual's shoulders sounds really great. Well, if somebody is really interested at the moment in putting forward a new program, does the fact that size and shapes are already rolling and perhaps there's already plans for at least the next couple of years mean that they can't bring forward new ideas for new programs at the moment? Yeah. So, I mean, we're very interested in new ideas. I think the big difference is this is a strategic approach, which we've never had before. Now, programs have been proposed in the past and not developed. So I think one of the things is, is that some people might feel um, 
they've just put a, a, a proposal forward and it's not being taken up and that's the that's size and shape. It, it, it may well be, but that has always happened. We are very much interested and I'm very happy for people to contact me to talk about um, the, the new program proposals at any stage. And what we've got is actually a managed process for that. But as part of the, the managed process for and the strategic approach to developing the portfolio, we've had to prioritize certain developments because again, it's in everyone's interest that we develop a strong portfolio and we build upon those areas that are showing potential for growth. So at the moment, we have identified around about 25 programs which are being developed over a three-year period. Now that's probably many more than we've ever done before. So again, we are we've we've been proactive in identifying those 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 um, programs, and the way that we've agreed them is it's gone through the faculty leadership team. So heads of school first of all have of prioritized programs, then faculty leadership team have prioritized them. We have a size and shape board that then sign off the program. So we're just in the process of waiting for the sign off for the 2024 programs, which we will be then working on across the next two years. So you can see it's a much more strategic approach to mm -hmm. developing the portfolio. What it does mean is that because we are managing the size and the shape, that sometimes programs might not fit into that. Um, but equally, we would be able to tell people how they may be able to fit into that uh, planning. And secondly, where they would fit in. Because again, what we are doing is taking a strategic approach to when programs will be developed and how they will develop and then putting them into a timeline. So we, for the probably the first time in the, in the faculty's history, we know the next 25 programs that are coming online. We are already starting to talk about the 2025 programs. Uh, we've got a, a list, an initial list of 2025 programs. And um, if people think that they have uh, ideas for 2025, I think the first conversation is probably to have in the departments and in the school. And if the school is committed to it, then they will propose them to the, the faculty uh, team. But equally, if someone wants to just have an initial conversation, then I'm quite happy to have that conversation. That's really great, David. Um, I think um, we could talk about this for a long time and, and there's all sorts of other interesting aspects about curriculum design and how this really puts that at the forefront of developing courses. But I think for now, it'd be really good to just um, finish up by saying um, we'll put your email address in the blurb that goes alongside this podcast. And if people have got other questions about size and shape, um, they can contact you. Is that OK? That's 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 absolutely fine, because one of the things we want to do, I mean, we, we've gone through a process of um, trying to inform people about what size and shape is and what it isn't, because inevitably there's a kind of mystique about these things. We went through a process, I say we, I went through a process of meeting with all heads of department and presenting to all heads of department at the start of the cycle, and also with directors of teaching and learning, along with um, all those uh, people who attend the core briefing. I, again, I'm happy to explain what it is and what it isn't so that we can address any of the kind of misconceptions that might arise around it. So yeah, please do contact me and we'll have a conversation. That's really great, David. Thanks so much for coming along today and for talking to us. Thank you very much. Thank you.